Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters, and I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Cause Talk Radio. And I'm here, of course, with my co-host, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello, Joe. How's it going today? All right? Excellent. Always That's excellent. Good. Everything's good on the West Coast. No earthquakes or Not storms or anything like that. Everything's good. We're you know? good. We're Sunshine. happy. It's all I'm good. on the East Coast today. You're on the West Coast, and now we're talking to someone in Canada. Yay. Linda Gertie, who is the co-author of The Abundant Not-For-Profit, How Talent, Not Money, Will Transform Your Organization. Hey, Linda, how's it going? Hello. I'm happy to be with you today. Yeah. See, no Canadian accent there. Not I'm yet. For, nothing yet. Okay, so we'll look at <laughs> And Linda, I do want to mention, too, that your not-for-profit that produced this book, uh, Vantage Point, um, exactly. works to make organizations stronger, correct? That's right. Exactly. We work with uh, leaders increasingly across North America, actually, so executive directors and boards of directors of not-for-profits. Oh, good. That's great. Yeah. So, you know, Linda, I got to ask you, I mean, I'm reading this title here, The Abundant Not-for-Profit, How Talent... <laughs> Come on, Linda. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. So come on. We, tell, we I mean, come are on. as a sector, really, aren't we? Is it really the talent? You know, I mean, come on. Everyone knows there's no talent nonprofits. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. That's a, all you got is the money. You know, we wrote this book because we really have seen, we've been kind of looking at not-for-profit organizations over, well, our organization is 70 years old, but we've been really looking at this specifically for the last 10 years or so. And we just have been so aware of how focused organizations are on the money piece, you know. If we want to do anything, we have to find funding, we have to find the budget, we have to, to make sure that the dollars are there. And certainly funding is important, but we just feel like there's this other really huge opportunity that uh, is not necessarily being fully leveraged at the moment. Mm -hmm. So your your book is about a term you've coined, and Joe and I like to coin terms, so I think we can mm. both appreciate this. But <laughs> no, we don't need to get into our little coined oh, terms. Okay. But your your coined term is knowledge philanthropist. So tell yeah. us about the knowledge philanthropy economy and your your paradigm here. Yeah, so this is actually a term that somebody that worked with us as a knowledge philanthropist coined himself, uh, gave himself that title, and it just has kind of taken off. And, you know, it really does refer to people who work with not-for-profit organizations by contributing what they know. Uh, and we love it because we feel like it really redefines um, the concept, the V word, which we sometimes stay away from, uh, and that's volunteer, because we feel like very often when you say the word volunteer, people have a precon preconceived and often very narrow definition of yeah. what that means. Yeah, below stuff is yeah, you get the image in your mind, right? Very traditional and, and right. with particular roles and particular attributes. And we, we have seen actually that, uh, that knowledge philanthropists, that people from community can play really any role in organizations and that can have huge impact by contributing their, their knowledge, their expertise, their skills. And, uh, so that's what we're really passionate about. So are you, in your book, are you really advocating that the lead positions in a nonprofit should be volunteer driven or uh, knowledge philanthropy, excuse me. You know what I mean? Like to use a better term. 
Yeah, no, we're, I mean, we are, certainly there is an important role that salaried employees play in not-for-profits. Mm-hmm. And for many of those, uh, for leadership roles particularly, or, or, I mean, it depends what you mean by lead roles, but yeah, there right, absolutely right. is value in having consistent salaried employees that are there day-to-day to, mm-hmm. to um, maintain that consistency and that kind of leadership mm-hmm. piece. Uh, and but what we believe and what we I mean really this book is a product of our own experimentation and re- reinventing our own organization and what we've seen is that uh, you can bring people from community and at really high levels in the organization to uh, to do strategy pieces to do um, to contribute their their knowledge you know to be advisors and mentors and to participate in really meaningful ways and in ways that you know, often volunteers haven't been engaged uh, traditionally. So in some ways, Linda, too, I mean, you know, one of the things I always talk about, and I was actually in Atlanta talking about this last week, is the importance of a nonprofit focusing and building its brand, like this kind yeah. of basic foundation stone. And it sounds yeah. like that's what you're talking too uh, yeah. when we talk about these knowledge workers. Yeah, there really is a huge tie into brand and kind of marketing, if you will, um, to this whole approach because what you do as you engage more and more people in the community is is provide them with meaningful experience and a way to really um, be in, in included and involved in a in a cause or an organization that they really care about, mm-hmm. and and often these roles are kind of project based or time specific. So they come and they have this high impact, really uh, meaningful and and powerful experience of of making something happen, and then they go back to community and tell their friends and colleagues and and yep. you know people in the community about it. And so what we've seen is that you create this not only this pool of talent that kind of is around the organization, but also this kind of marketing campaign that you really could never afford to to pay for. That's a really good point. Can you, let's just make sure everybody on that's listening knows what you're talking about. So give us a good example of a nonprofit or, you know, a scenario where knowledge philanthropists can be used effectively. That's a great, it's a great question. I know sometimes we, at our place, we talk like everybody knows what we're talking about. And so it's good to kind of go back to that, that definition piece. So, I mean, really, we are talking about redefining how not-for-profit organizations operate. That's kind of the biggest picture um, uh, message, I think, that there is a new way forward that where organizations can really focus on people first and what they want to, you know, what do we want to do in terms of our mission what people are available to us to do that, and then what money do we require kind of in that order. And so what that ends up happening, I mean, we worked with an organization in Calgary, um, and we have a few case studies in the book of organizations that have kind of gone down this road uh, where they were a literacy organization, and they were engaging, obviously, volunteers and, as board members and then as tutors um, to work with, uh, you know, the kids to kind of tutor the, the kids that were having trouble reading Mm -hmm. and and then and so they had you know been in existence 10 years kind of operating that way Mm -hmm. and started to actually um receive a lot of interest from the community and have people come and say to them you know i'm a marketing expert or i'm a human resources expert or i'm an organizational development expert and i'm really interested in your organization but i don't want to be a tutor and i don't want to be a board member Mm -hmm. what can you know how can i be engaged and so really began to create different kinds of roles for people to contribute to their mission 
Yeah, that's, I mean, I, you know what I love about what you're talking about too is so often I think nonprofits are focused on the shiny tool of the moment. And that's not always electronics and digital and technology and stuff like that. It could be something else too. And mm-hmm. so often what they really need to be focused on is having an impact. And that's mm. what these, you know, these supporters allow them to do, because what we see and what we know about nonprofits is that when you are successful in having a real impact in what you're focusing on, good things happen to you. Absolutely. Well, and this is sort of the, you know, we don't say this explicitly in the book, but mm-hmm. what we believe and what we've seen happen is once you focus on people and you and you actually have a, a robust and strategic engagement strategy, you know, mm-hmm. dollars do flow from that. So, um, but but so often we, we have just seen organizations focus so much on the dollars mm-hmm. that, and it, and it puts us in this, this, you know, let's face it, and our perspective is there's never going to be enough money, you know, there's never enough money to go around. You automatically start from a place of, of limits when you come from that perspective. Mm -hmm. And so we're saying there's an unlimited pool of talent that exists around organizations. Let's focus on that. And then the money will come. I'm going to, I'm going to push back just a little bit here to play devil's advocate here because wait, 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 I I know, I know. Yeah. You know, I'm getting kind of convinced here that it's not always about the money. What, what, what's your issue? You know? I believe I believe firmly it's not always about the money. But here is yep. a perfect example. I'm a part. I'm on the board of a small nonprofit in my local community, and I will tell you, we do not have people knocking at our door saying, "Hi, I'm an organizational development specialist. How can I help you?" So right. what I think I hear you saying is that you have to be a little bit more strategic about those human needs that you need. But I I'm having a little bit of a disconnect moment between you know shifting your paradigm focusing more on the people resources i'm having a disconnect between okay here's what we need and where do you find these people yeah Ma- I, Megan, I, I totally agree with you first of all linda i, I don't know what you're going to say to that i mean that's a good argument <laughs> i appreciate the feedback i'm sure because i'm sure if you're having these thoughts i mean i'm sure many of your listeners are kind of thinking yeah right, right this sounds right, good yeah. but how do we actually make this happen so i appreciate it um you know, I think there's two ways to go about it. Sometimes uh, folks do approach organizations, and I will tell you, we work with many, many volunteers and hear from them that they um, that they approach organizations and they they aren't successful in finding the kind of roles that they are looking for. So I'm not sure that nobody is approaching your organization. I'd wonder, you know, do you know what happens if someone calls and says, "I want to be engaged," and what's your what happens at that, you know, lots of people don't even know what happens, what the response is. Um, but the other piece is that you can actually be really strategic and think about, okay, you know, if it's a small nonprofit, does, does it have any staff? Do you have any solid employees in, in that organization? We do. Uh, just, uh, do. just a couple. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's a small organization, then like us too, we have eight salaried employees. We don't, there's a lot of skills and talents and expertise that we don't have among our salary, our team, right? Our paid team. And so when we go to do things like, you know, hiring or some technology pieces or some marketing pieces, we, we may not have this, the real skills and talents that we, that we need to, actually do what we want to do. And so what we have what we have found and what we've shared with other organizations is to actually craft a, a job description for that employee just like or for that volunteer, sorry, just like you would with a salaried employee. And the key is there's a couple of keys to make it work. One is um, to have it actually be a short uh, not necessarily short, but a 
a dis- it's a project, right? So something with mm-hmm. a, a beginning and an end, uh, and some concrete deliverables that you actually are looking for. And, you know, circulate that. We often circulate to professional associations in our area or within our own networks, uh, with on volunteer, uh, boards where people, I don't know, in your area where people post volunteer positions. But I would, I would encourage you, like, try it. And I, I was shocked when I first started doing this. The level and caliber of people that came forward is, oh. is, it's shocking really well you know uh linda it might have something to do with megan's cause because uh, you know it's <laughs> the group she's working with is is for the ethical treatment of tofu uh-huh oh, yeah no, so i don't not. think that's really gonna you know, i don't think that's gonna work i know? mean you do make a good point the mission does have to be <laughs> well so i did make that assumption no no joe joe thinks he knows me so well he just it's actually an organization for the poor treatment of podcast co-hosts <laughs> that, that it is that it is um well I, you know one of the things i loved about what i was reading in your materials was it, it was talking about some board structure and governance and how important the role of the executive director is and how important the role of the board members are. And I thought it was really interesting. I think this is the structure that you were proposing, and I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about it. But you were saying board members should be board members and then also have really specific roles and report to a staff member. Mm. And I loved that model because there are so many talented people on our board that I just wish I could kind of shake and say, yeah. you need to do more. Do something. Yeah. Do something. Be For useful. sure. You, you, if sure. you worked, if if you did what you you are doing here in your business, you would get fired. <laughs> Correct. Well, and I think there's just so much, it, you know, governance. I mean, at least half of the work that we do is around governance because it's such a, it's such an, you know, it's a it's an interesting structure that we work under. And I think there's a lot of confusion around what is the role of the board? What am I meant to be doing as a board member? You know, where are the lines of the kinds of questions that I can ask or not ask? I don't want to delve into operations, but at the same time, I'm really interested in the organization. And that's why I joined the board. Mm-hmm. So we just find it that, and, and then when board members take operational roles and it's not clear what that, what they're doing, often it can lead to a lot of confusion with you know, who's accountable to who and, you know, board members are kind of doing operational roles, but, act, you know, they're kind of in their role as a board member. It can get really messy. So we feel like the, you know, being really clear about your role as a, as a board member and what those roles and responsibilities are, but then off, also offering board members an opportunity to, to get engaged and contribute their skills in a concrete way in the operations, um, it, it really provides clarity for both the board member and the, the employees and then also, yeah, a way for them to really get in on the good work that the organization is so, doing. So let me, let me ask you this, Linda. Do you have a perspective, and Megan and I were talking about this before the show, what do you think of uh, of nonprofit employees that get commissions instead of a salary? Do you agree with that? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I, I know, um, and I don't want to ask you out of the blue because maybe you really haven't thought about it, but I was wondering because you do have such kind of a progressive model. Uh, yeah. you know, it, can you extend that to nonprofit employees and say, hey, you know, this is an incentive environment. You know, you raise it, you get paid. Well, I mean, I will say that we have one thing I am familiar with is sort of um, uh, salaried employees having 
an incentive uh, structure of, to some degree. And I think that's we're seeing that more and more uh, in the sector that, you know, you, there is a salary there, but, but should you hit these particular goals or perform in this, these particular ways that, that there is a financial benefit there? And I, I do think that's a valuable um, structure. I don't know that I would go, that I would remove the salary and go yeah, strictly so, to, yeah, <laughs> because right. I think, you well, know, just so about much of the work that odd. we do. You, you well, yeah, I mean, so much of the work that we do. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. And the measurement piece, right? Like so much of the work that we do is hard to measure. Right. So I think, you know, I don't know. I have a, I have, that's an interesting question, though. I like it. That's what and we're that, here for, I, to provide the interesting questions. I like, <laughs> yeah, I like it. You know, I, I've, I've coined a new word. I want to let everyone know on the show. Linda is saving us from the philanthropy idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay, God. That is, no, but that is a perfect segue into my next question because the other thing that I was reading about that I really loved was this sort of accountability piece that you you're advocating and saying uh-huh. if a, if a philanthropist or whatever we're calling it philanthropist <laughs> is not working out that you have to then tell them I'm sorry this isn't working out it's not a good oh, fit yeah. um, mm-hmm. so speak to that because I think so often we kind of tiptoe around our volunteers and oh they're you know they're doing such great work and we can't push them away and you know so talk yeah. about that accountability piece yeah how do you yeah, tell I mean- your volunteers they suck well, thanks for that, we Grace. Call it, <laughs> we call it freeing up their futures. <laughs> hey, I've had a couple jobs like that. <laughs> That's so I was framing. promoted to a, a position at another company. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely, that's a huge part of what we talk about. And we, you know, we just really believe if people are going to be engaged with organizations, um, it has to be, it has to benefit the mission of the organization and it has to get the job done. So we're really not, though we talk a lot about volunteerism and volunteer engagement and how important it is, we really, it's not for the sake of, just for the sake of it, it really does have to be about the mission impact. And so, yeah, we really believe like volunteers are equally as accountable as salaried employees and that you can create that accountability. Really, it's about creating that expectation and accountability and clarity up front. So it means a lot more work in the kind of planning and the initial stages just as you would do with a, with, if you were, you know, hiring somebody on a paid contract, mm-hmm. you would set up, you know, what is their, what are the expectations, what are the deliverables, what are the timelines, and how are you going to check in on them, all those kinds of things. And also, it's two-way accountability. So, how are you going to be available to them to support their work and provide them with the information and support they require to actually do it? Uh, but absolutely, you know, that piece is 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 essential and is very possible to make happen. And I think a lot of people just don't think it's even possible for volunteers to be accountable. We hear that all the time. I used to tell my volunteers, I'm cutting your pay in half. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, this is it, right? I'm taking away your water bowl. Yeah. (laughs) And the other piece that's important kind of connected there is I think, yeah, we do see money as kind of like, oh, yeah, well, you're doing the job because we're giving you the money, right? And so if there's no money there, then how do you hold them accountable? But really the the essential piece is to have it actually be a win-win situation so they we talk about paying yes, yeah. knowledge philanthropists with meaning mm-hmm. and sometimes that just you know, the opportunity to make a difference, to contribute their skills, to learn something, to meet people like they are there because they're getting something out of it mm-hmm. and to be clear about what that is and then definitely be able be be providing it. So, you know, that that for sure they're being paid 
even though they're not being paid with money, they're being paid with something. Right. Can you, we have just a couple of minutes left for the program. Um, right. It's certainly been very interesting to, to yeah, have this conversation, right. but if, yeah. if you are a nonprofit organization and you know, you're, you're intrigued by this concept mm-hmm. and, but you're not ready to kind of revamp your entire organization. Where do you recommend people start just to kind of that's trial and error? Yeah, that is a yeah. That's, a, that's a good question, Megan. I wouldn't expect you to ask that. <laughs> Thanks, <Jeff. laughs> it's a great question. It really is. So, I mean, we talk about trying what we call a proof of concept. So you're kind of like, oh, this is intriguing, but I don't know. I'm a little skeptical or I just don't have the kind of bandwidth to to completely revamp my organization, like you say. You know, think about a particular role that you maybe haven't thought about as a voluntary role before. You know, what's been sitting on the side of your desk that you'd really like to make happen or you really, it's a priority, but you don't have the money to hire a consultant. You know, if you were to hire a consultant with money, who would that be? And craft the position as a volunteer position and put it out there. And, you know, we have lots of resources uh, on our website, templates and things like that to create those positions and see what you can make happen. And and I would say, like, hold out. Hold out for somebody really, really talented that you're very excited to work with. And, and you know, just try it out and see what you learn, see where the successes are, uh, and then and then that will, you know, that will provide some learning and a place to start. Hmm. We're really interested nice. in those. We're really, really interested in those stories, like how yeah. did that go? I'm interested you know? in those stories. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, try it and then let us know how it goes and we can maybe be somewhat useful to you. That's fantastic. Yeah, um, that's good stuff. Well, this has been an absolutely fantastic, fascinating conversation. I think the best shows are the ones that I look down and I'm like, oh, look, the show's over now. We have to end it. So, <laughs> yeah, so thank you. Well, thank you, you speak, for that. You speak very well of of your topic, Linda. You did a, you know, you do a really nice job and obviously you folks are out there and you really know your stuff and you trying to really make a difference out there and that's what megan and i really appreciate in people well thank you so much i really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and and uh, connect with your listeners thank you so much and where can people find out more about you or the abundant non-for-profit if they so choose so they can visit our website which is www.abundantnotforprofit.ca that's mm-hmm. the book website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also find us on uh, Twitter under Vantage PNT. Mm-hmm. That's our Twitter handle. Perfect. And Joe, if people want to follow you minute by minute, where they can, where can they find you? Well, minute to minute, they can find me on Twitter, <laughs> at Joe Waters. I mean, that's, where the, that's, where the, that's where the action's at, you know what I mean? And um, But they can check out my website, SelfishGiving.com. And I wanted to let you know, too, Linda, you're the third person today after Megan and my wife that have mentioned freeing up my future. <laughs> so, oh, dear. What, what about you, Megan? Where can people find you? And I guess solo for now on. Uh, I am also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum at TweetCMF, and also blog for the Cause Marketing Forum at Cause Update. And you can find Cause Talk Radio on Stitcher Smart Radio as well as iTunes. We do encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a comment. And on behalf of Joe and Linda and myself today, we'd like to thank you for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. We'll see you next time. Thank you.